Hello friends, my name is Dane Miller. And I am Niall Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. We are an award-winning deck dating <laughs> sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations, turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we are a sex dating advice podcast that finds questions either out in the wild or from yourselves, our wonderful listeners. We answer them right here, right now, in your ears, together, collaboratively, erotically, hilariously, conscientiously, responsibly, sometimes. Sometimes, but most of the time. Um, first and foremost, I, I we just decided this right now, like literally three seconds before recording. Uh, it's going to be a rapid fire episode. We're going to do it. 100%. You ready? Yep. This is by C. Paul 23. Girlfriend keeps accusing me of cheating. I keep going out with my girlfriend for four months now. Oh, I misread. I've been going out with my girlfriend for four months now. She previously had been cheated on by her last boyfriend. I know she has insecurities, but I don't know if last night she went too far. She saw a girl post a story on Instagram. When I showed her one of my pictures, she noticed a girl on there and instantly accused me of messaging her and cheating. She always makes comments to me like, oh, I bet you're always messaging girls. And why are you lying? Just be honest. I haven't ever texted a girl or messaged a girl since we've been dating, and I never would. I even told her she could have my Instagram account and check whenever she wanted. I feel like every week now she's constantly pissed off at me for stories she's making up in her head and honestly breaks my heart and I don't know how to react as I love her so much. Any advice? Okay, this is something that happens all of the time. It is her problem, not yours. That is something I'd like to say first and foremost. This is her insecurity, but you guys are together. And if you care about her, this is something that you can work through. This is something that you have to sit her down and say, hello, I understand that you were cheated on, but I'm not that person. So you need to either deal with this, maybe go to therapy, get some help, discuss with a professional trust issues. But if you don't trust me because of your past relationships, then we can't be in a relationship now until you learn that I am not the person that cheated on you. And it is unfair to hold me accountable for their actions when I've done nothing to warrant this. Yep. Uh, this literally happened to me. My ex was someone who was cheated on in her previous relationship. And this cycle, this like chaotic, awful, abusive cycle was was my life for a while. And it would always be like, oh, you're cheating on me. You're cheating on me. There would be no reason, no rhyme, no anything as to why she was saying that. And it was always just like this crazy thing that was in her head that I would always take all these steps to assure her and like, we had issues where she would go through all my stuff and then come back to me all happy and be like, oh, don't worry. I realize you weren't. And stupid me would be like, great, we're past this. And then it would just happen again. So I think what Dane said is is true. Like you need to sit them down. You need to talk to them, be flat out about how trust is necessary. But you also need to, I think, draw a line in the sand. And that line in the sand is you don't get accused in two weeks of cheating on her for no reason. And if that happens, you say, hey, we set this line, you're doing it again, and it's unfair to me. And you either call it then, or you give her that one chance. And then if it happens again, you just got to call it. You can't keep dating someone who, who treats you like this, because you will find yourself in your next relationship, and you will be feeling guilty about everything you do. And I will also add, you're allowed to talk to women. 
yes. in a relationship. That that is a there's no reason. Granted, I don't know if you mean by like messaging women. I don't know if you mean by like flirting with them and like that kind of stuff. Then yes, obviously that's not cool to do unless that is something allowed in your relationship. But if someone posts a picture of their dog, like a woman posts a picture of a dog and they are your friend, and you're like, hey. That's a cute puppy. That's fine. You're not committing any crimes and you shouldn't be made to feel guilty for communicating with women mm-hmm. when you're in a relationship. There's nothing wrong with that. You know if you're doing something wrong, or at least you should. You know what I mean? Like if you're constantly sending hard eyes to people and telling them that, you know, they look great and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're flirting with people or or intentionally sort of like flirting with people, then obviously, yeah, you know you shouldn't be doing that. Don't do it. But if you're just communicating with women, that's fine. Yeah, if you just have fucking friends, because I hate people who are like, oh, my partner won't let me, you know, be friends with people of the opposite sex. And that's fucked. Yep. So draw a line in the sand. Talk to them if you need to. And you will need to if they don't change. Break up with them, because believe me, you are doing yourself a giant favor. This question is very close to my heart because this sucks. All right. Next question. Yep. This is by HKHKY question for guys i emoji let's say you get to know someone brackets relationship potential and arranged everything to meet her in person and travel thinking emoji two weeks before your meeting would you still have casual sex with someone you know from the past i'm confused are they asking like oh you've met someone that you think you might want to date but you haven't met them yet yeah i assume they like have chatted on tinder or whatever and right. two weeks before meeting would you have casual sex with someone yeah yeah why w- why wouldn't you Exactly. It's, it's we talk about it all the time where people think that like, you know, until you have the chat of being exclusive, you're not exclusive. And you should assume that you're like people are sleeping with other people or at least going on dates with other people. Mm-hmm. It is even wilder to think that, oh, I have matched with someone and therefore I shouldn't sleep with anyone else. Like you haven't met them. You haven't gotten a first date with them. You have no idea if you like this person or not to then be like, oh, I'm not going to sleep with anyone because I might, I, I have a potential date two weeks from now with someone mm-hmm. who potentially might be someone I might potentially get into a relationship with yeah. is a wild thing to me. Right? Like, it's absolutely wild. And I think that that's it. Like, I don't really think we need to add anything. It's like, if you expect that, you're probably the kind of person that's upset that somebody slept with someone before they knew you. Like, because it's in that same kind of like, oh, you you used to date someone. That's upset. Like, that's upsetting to me. It's like, I didn't even fucking know you. Like, stop. Mm -hmm. You can't hold what people did in the past against them in this way, especially when like everybody's relationship potential before you meet them because you don't know them because they're nothing. There are a few texts on the screen. Unless they know you're absolute trash by then. Why I brought this is all the comments are like, how could they? (laughs) They're, They're not a serious relationship person. They're like a scumbag. My husband, my wife. It's like my wife. My wife. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I will say the caveat is if you are leading that person you're having sex with on and are intending to never talk, like ghost them once you start seeing this new person. Mm, but that's a I different think question. That's that's a different thing. I, I would say like that's the only like if you're just using someone like to fill the gap, I think that's a shitty thing to do. But mm. if you're just if this is someone that you have a, a sexual relationship with, yeah, go for it. Also. Let's face it. People cancel dates all the time. Yeah. So if if this is your mentality going forward, then you might literally just never have sex again. If you keep like you match with someone and you're like, great, we have a date set two weeks from now. Perfect. And then, you know, the night of, oh, I'm not feeling very well. 
can we reschedule? Mm-hmm. Well, that's two weeks. You just didn't have sex. And now it's like, let's reschedule two weeks from now. Are you then also not going to have sex for those two weeks and just yeah. forever not have sex until you have a date with someone that you think you might want to date eventually? And even then, it's like this kind of thinking is so bullshit because is three weeks before okay? Is four weeks? Like when's the cutoff point that you're not going to get offended by it? And the thing is, what if I start talking to you and it's going really well and you're like, oh, let's meet up at the end of the week. And I'm like, shit. I had sex two weeks ago. I did have, it's I'm like just, swimming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, eating before you go to the pool. Like, oh, fuck, man. I can't get in the pool. I I ate like 10 minutes ago. It's like, oh, sorry. I can't go on a date with you. I did have sex two weeks ago. Right? Like, can you have to be like, oh, I would love to meet you. I will have to postpone it by 14 days though. Yeah. Like. I'm good on uh, Wednesday after 8.04 PM. <laughs> yeah. In 12 <laughs> days and two hours. I'm good yeah yeah so like this you know this is ridiculous stop holding things like this against people and just meet them and go from there no one's exclusive until you've made the agreement to be exclusive so stop expecting people to be secret exclusive especially before they've even met you like literally literally we're pumping through them this is by green delay 3528 would you date someone who constantly bully your brother in high school but insanely hot genuinely want to know is he still an asshole? Look, I, I will. Th- there's a, a clarification. Like, is he still that fucking bully? Is he still a, or has he repented? Because I think that, like, I don't think it's fair that we hold people to the standards that we were in high school. You know what I mean? Like, we were all fucking idiots. There was a lot of learning and a lot of growing that can happen between then and now. Granted, I, I again, I don't know how old you guys are, but like, would I meet someone now and think like, oh, this is how you were like in high school. So therefore, unless you were particularly terrible and I don't have any like I do resent you for it, then like, why would I date you? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one, it depends on how terrible this bullying was and how badly it affected your brother. If your brother was like in tears every night or super depressed or, you know, had thoughts of self-harm because of the absolute torture this person put your brother through. I think it's weird to be like, man, he's hot, though. I think that's shit. I think it's a shit position to have. I think you should hold yourself to a higher standard. If you bullied my brother, I wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire. Yeah. Like, I, I would literally tell you to go fuck yourself. The only caveat, which you kind of mentioned, is like, if for some reason you had bullied my brother and since then you guys had made up and we're cool, because even if nowadays I know you're a different person, but my brother still is upset. Right. That would be way more important to me than you being yeah. hot, because like, fuck that. So 96% of the time, no. 4% of the time, if you and my brother were explicitly cool, maybe. Yeah, if you've gone out of even your way then. to bury the hatchet with with my brother and, you know, he's he was he's understanding as to your circumstances because like again, we we know the reasons why people bully. There's usually some sort of trauma that is, you know, exacerbating that situation. So like if you do end up being vulnerable and honest with my brother and you're like, "Hey, sorry, I was abused at home and I took it out on you and I'm really sorry." And my brother's like, I understand. Thank you for apologizing. You know, we're good. Then like, yeah, that's that's a potential partner, I think. But if it's just like, eh, it was 10 years ago, it was two years ago. It's not a big deal. He's forgotten. No one forgets their high school bully. All right. Next one. We just fucking pounding. Let's fucking go. This is by throw RA 2627. I, 19-year-old female, told him, 22-year-old male, I wanted to go on a date to Chuck E. Cheese. And he stopped responding. <laughs> Yes, ages again. A nineteen girl and twenty-two year old male. 
Okay. He asked me on a date three times, and the first two times I said no. Then yesterday he asked again, and I agreed. He asked me where I wanted to go, and I said Chuck E. Cheese. I was being serious, lol. He didn't respond, just left me on red. Should I double text or assume he's no longer interested, lol? Why? Why would you say that? Why would you? Because, look, I wouldn't be dating a 19-year-old anyway at my age. I I think I'm over the... <laughs> the 19 year olds at this point in time but even even if i was like 22 or 25 dating a 19 year old the second you're in the the teens there's immediately a, a sense of immaturity or youth to it why would you throw gasoline on the fire by being like i want to go to a place that is explicitly for children yeah i also feel like if you've said no twice and the third time you're like yeah bring me the Chuck E. cheese it sounds like you're saying no again. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like you're now. Yeah. Now you're really saying no. <laughs> yeah. And like, even if you do want to go to Chuck E. Cheese, I've never been. I don't know what is there for an adult. Did you have uh, like, is there an Irish alternative to Chuck E. Cheese? You know we what Chuck E. Cheese is, right? Pete's. Okay. Is that like sort of the same thing? It's like, you know, shitty arcade games where you win tickets to buy, you know, like an eraser. No, but it's kind of like an indoor, like playground playgroundy thing. Yeah. I guess is Chuck E. Cheese more like a playground or more like video games? It's, it's both. So there's like the ball pit. There's like the, the little, like, you know, thing that you climb around in and stuff like that. Okay. But then there's also like, was pretty much all whack-a-mole, like that kind of shit. Mm hmm. Yeah, it was fucking um, rad, but would I go as an adult? No, because they wouldn't let no, me in. It's it's children. There's children everywhere, and it's for children. Like mm-hmm. I and and like that's that's it, right? Like if you want to, if you think you're like LOL, so random, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. Go with your friends, right? If yeah. you if you want to roll in with like three of your girlfriends and go to Chuck E. Cheese and have a good time and eat some shitty pizza and like play in the ball pit and get all of those sticky kid germs all over you, great. But the last thing that I would want to do on a date is be one surrounded by screaming children Two, I don't think they serve alcohol, Chuck E. Cheese. They might for the parents. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And three imply that you are younger and immature. Yeah. Than you already are at 19. So what you do need to do when you go to Chuck E. Cheese is there's always that one really cool kid with like sunglasses. And if you go and talk to him, he's been uh, fermenting chicken fingers behind the radiator. So you can get some hooch from him. Get, get some of that Chuck E. Cheese moonshine chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go on a chicken bender. <laughs> he, he's got the, the back of the one of the toilets is, is like a sleepy chicken. Oh, yeah. You'll definitely get some fucking sleepy chicken off this kid. If you don't know what sleepy chicken is, it is a chicken brined in NyQuil. <laughs> <laughs> it's also highly poisonous. So don't cook it. Don't say this podcast made you cook it. <laughs> we do not support that okay oh man um, yeah don't don't do this so the thing is it's like look if you really want to go fine but you have to realize that as a first date that's still not a good option even if you do genuinely want to go it's like you should pull your head out of your ass just enough to realize that like this is not a normal response this is maybe like date 12 where you're like hey i have a crazy idea let's go to Chuck E. cheese i really miss the chicken fingers or something. And then like you guys know each other enough that like you can get past it. It might actually be then fun, but there are some things that just don't go well on the first date. And this is definitely one of them. Imagine trying to fucking talk and some kids literally shitting themselves and crying right there. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's like the least sexy environment. It's uh, and like, like I said, like it just makes you seem like a child. And like the last thing I want to do is date a child. I just don't yeah. want. I don't want to think about it. I don't want it to be peripheral. I don't want it to. I don't want to feel like I'm dating someone that I shouldn't be dating. And if I'm going to a Chuck E. Cheese with you, if I'm bringing you to a Chuck E. Cheese, I will feel more like your parent than I do your date. And that is fucked up. Yeah. If you really want to go, as Dane said, go with your friends or go later on when you're actually dating someone. You should be able to understand first dates. There's times and places for those. And Chuck E. Cheese is neither unless you're seven. And listen, I don't I'm sure there there's probably some sort of adult version of this. Like I know in Toronto, there's a place called Pursuit mm-hmm. that has like a ball pit. That's like an adult playground. That's like it's made for adults. It is for mm-hmm. grown ass people. So like try to find something similar to that. Or like if you're yearning for that, you know, youthful something nostalgia, go to like mini putt or laser tag or, you know, mm-hmm. something that isn't so just like ingrained in kid as yeah. there's probably like there are adult mini golf courses in toronto that's yeah. booze they're fucking nightclubs basically you know what i mean go mm-hmm. paintballing go climbing like do something that's not fucking Chuck E. cheese or a barcade or hell even a dave and busters right yeah. like that's Again, that's essentially it's... adult Chuck E. cheese yeah go to like what was the place you went to in boston uh fuck i don't remember Either way, it was basically a Dave and Buster's and it was a lot of fun. They did good drinks and we got to make a lot of father's father's days by giving them our video game cards. Yeah, our free our free pass. All right. Ready? Yeah. This is OK Reception 1297. Husband doesn't include me on birthday dinner with siblings. Husband got invited by siblings for a birthday dinner. His birthday. I was excluded because it's siblings only. I was hurt, but went along with it. Then husband's brother wanted to invite their S.O., I want to make it open for all S others to come along, but husband was so upset and clearly didn't want me or any other SO to come. Now keep in mind, I never would or have celebrated my birthday without husband. In fact, just last year when my brother wanted to take me out on a dinner for my birthday, husband was happily invited by me. Am I too sensitive or overthinking this? I expressed how I felt sad about the situation, how I would have loved to celebrate with husband. I was told I'm being too selfish and it's not about me. I don't know what to think or how to feel. Okay, two things. You're married, my man. That's the dumbest thing you could ever say to your wife. <laughs> like, just just flat out being like, it's not about you. You're being selfish or whatever. It's just such a fucking terrible way to approach uh, someone being honest and vulnerable with you. You know? Mm-hmm. Two. Now, I would love to know if those were his exact words or if, like, right. that's her takeaway. Because it doesn't have to be about her, considering it's about him and his siblings. He just wants to hang out. Yeah. Also, you're allowed to do... Multiple things for your birthday. My Mm -hmm. birthday had just passed. You know, I specifically went to dinner with my boys, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I didn't invite a bunch of people to dinner because I wanted to sit and have a meal with you guys and and hang out before we then went to karaoke where I went with all my friends. Mm -hmm. And then I also had a friend of mine made dinner with just me and her. And mm-hmm. like there was, I did a bunch of things with different people and at no point in time, hopefully did anyone feel excluded from those celebrations because you're allowed to have different relationships and different facets of relationships. And so like at no point in time when I celebrated my birthday, like I, there were multiple times where like we went out for like a steak dinner for our birthdays mm-hmm. and it was just us and the boys. Yeah, But for like sure. that didn't mean that I didn't then go out and have dinner with my partner. Yeah. An important thing about this question is it would be very different if he was like, oh, you're not invited. And then everyone else was showing up with their significant others. Yeah. And he specifically doesn't want that, which means he wants to hang out with his siblings, which is 
lovely. Yeah, it might be one of those things where perhaps, maybe, he doesn't like one of his siblings' partners. Oh, yeah, that's actually a good point I hadn't considered. He might just want to spend some time with his fucking family. And I really don't think that, I think that's, again, lovely. I think that's very nice. And as Dane said, you guys should just do something else. Give him this time. Let him enjoy it. Like you being like, oh, well, I invited him to dinner with my brother that I actively wanted to do. You can't say that that means he needs to invite you because that's like saying I had a good date. So you must have. Mm-hmm. Just because you want to do a thing doesn't mean he wants to do a thing. Yeah. And he, you invited him, right? Yeah. This is you being like, I want to come. It's like, exactly. well, okay, cool. That's very nice. But uh, this is this is sibling time. The same way that like, you shouldn't try to invade on on like a, a boy night. And like, I respect like anytime we have like a guy night, there's many times where you ask if your partner, if it's cool, if your partner comes along mm-hmm. and we always say yes, because we adore her. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's that kind of like you do need sort of that self-awareness of being like, oh, is this a boy night? Or is this a like a like a everyone can kind of come situation? Because like that stuff is important. We talk about it all the time, how it's important mm-hmm. to like live different social lives when you're in a relationship. And if you can't do that, if you have to be involved in every facet of your partner's social life, it can get a bit overbearing and it 100%. becomes codependent. And the thing is, like the best part or not the best part, but one of them, anytime my partner's coming to a thing, they're like, oh, is it a boy thing? Or even like when they hear about it, it's like, oh, is it, is it a guy thing? Like, should I not come or like whatever? Yeah. And that's awesome. Whereas this, it's like, look, it's cool that you want to spend time with your husband, especially on their birthday. Do something else with him and don't be upset when he wants alone time with his siblings. Yeah. Or his family or his friends or, you know, let, let him and, breathe. And this goes forever. Not just birthdays. Right. Like yeah. if there's a if there's a night where he wants to hang out with a certain group of friends, let him hang out with that certain group of friends. I will say you, you can enter problematic territory if he never wants to do anything with you. Mm-hmm. Or as Niall said, like if it turned out that wives and significant others and whatever were invited and he, yeah, and he just actively is you. like, no, nah, I don't want you there. <laughs> then, yes, that's a problem that you need to address. But if it's just sort of like, hey, sorry, it's just me and the guys going out and watching Wakanda forever. And it's just a guy night. It's like, okay, cool. Me and the guys are going out for wings. Oh, can I come? No. <laughs> and like, that's not saying no to those questions isn't a bad thing. No. And I think we need to like normalize the fact of being like, no, I'm sorry, but like it's it's not a partner night. Yeah. Or it's just like, yeah, you shouldn't have to have like, you know, the old shitty fucking like 20 years ago, everyone referred to their fucking partners as balls and chains you know yeah. what I mean? that old like weird like oh i'm a guy and my wife is dragging me down bullshit it's like if either side of a relationship can't let the other person breathe or be alone or enjoy their friends or have time to themselves you kind of are a ball and chain so it's like and i don't mean that yeah you know what I mean. i'm not supporting anyone who who uses terminology like that i'm just saying don't drag your partner down don't cling to them don't be this imprisoning weird force it, it, they should be supportive of you and your friends and your time by yourself and vice versa. And there are also times in, in relationships and stuff where like, I know that a partner might not enjoy the things that we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like there have been plenty of times where we've gone over to a friend's house. We've just sat and played video games and drank beer and like talked bullshit. I was like, you're not going to have fun. I know you're not going to have fun. This isn't your scene. So like, I know you want to hang out, but like, you're not going to have a good time and I'm not going to invite you to this so that you, I'm now going to have to worry about entertaining you as well. Just, this is okay. It's okay. Let him fly free. He'll come back. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, maybe he's cheating on you with his siblings. <laughs> okay. So 
We all love a good question that gives us all the details, right? Love it. Uh, this is by Suhit Jedhav. I need help. She texts me, don't be upset. I'm tired of talking. What does that mean? How should I respond to this text message of her? <laughs> Perfect. Well, here's what it means. It means she is tired of talking and she doesn't want you to be upset. How do you know, though? How can you, how can you glean that from this message, Dane? I would love to know, like, it It does seem like perhaps there is some translation situation, just out of, like, syntax and grammar. Yeah, maybe. I would love to know if what he said, she said, is word for word, or mm-hmm. if it's being filtered through another, like, layer of almost like a broken telephone situation yeah. of being like, she said right. something, he tr- interpreted it this way, and now is saying it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know what? Like, the simple thing is, if someone says they're tired of talking, you can be like, like, if you guys are arguing, I could be, I could get it. I'm like, look, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm exhausted. Maybe it's nighttime. Maybe it's 2 a.m. And she's literally tired of talking. In, in which case you say, hey, no worries. You reach out when you have the energy or the time. Again, unless you're having an awful argument, you don't want to talk to them again. What if it's like a Tinder that's just gone on for too long and she's like, I'm sick of talking. Come over and rock my world. Because that's going to be a lot better. There's no way we can answer this. I think the only question you should ask is if someone says, don't be upset, I'm, what is it? I'm tired of talking. Mm-hmm. I would just say forever. Damn. Right? Because that's, that's really what you need to know. Are you, are you calling it quits forever or just right now? <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, and again, without context, we have no idea. So you can. Without, without context, I think that's the, the only advice I could give you is find out if she means it temporarily or indefinitely. Yeah, that's a good point, because if it's indefinitely and you're still holding on and weeks go by and you're still, you know, in a relationship with this person, you're going to be very <laughs> upset when you see her out of town with Josh. Yeah. And yeah, I think we got to end that question there. Yep. Uh, this is Instruction Melodic 97. Went on a second date with a girl I like. She was super into me, but I didn't have any condoms. Came back to my place to watch a movie after eating out. We made out, etc. for a long while. Then she asked if I had condoms, and I said no, as I didn't think we'd be do anything last night. She was pretty annoyed, and I'm worried we might not meet up again. Any chance I saved this, or did I mess up bad? I asked if we could meet up again, and she seems a bit more hesitant. The only thing I can think of, again, not a whole lot of detail here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to know how the conversation went after that. Like, did she just get really cold, and like, did the makeout stop? For me, if I didn't have condoms on hand, I would be like, hey, doesn't mean I can't get you off, though. And then yeah, I would go down sure. on her. There's plenty of ways to get sexual release and sexual satisfaction. Satisfaction. Why am I? Satisfaction. There we go. Without having sex. Sex is not like the only way to pleasure a partner. So mm-hmm. you could have had a, actually a lot of fun and a lot of like anticipation building moments of being like getting each other off, you know, either through mutual masturbation or oral sex or whatever. And then being like, great. Next time you come over, I will be sure to have condoms. And we can we can fuck because I think like after doing something like that, I would be like, mm, I want to fuck you so bad. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. And like that would also set it apart from other dates because either people will have condoms or which is my fear in this case, you either said or appeared like you were trying to fuck her without one. How I, I, I would hope that this went would be like, no, I don't have any condoms on me. And unfortunately, you know, I, I don't feel safe or comfortable having sex with that one right because then then it frames it as as you are saying i don't i'm sorry as opposed mm-hmm. to being like no sorry babe no condoms but we can do it anyway yeah it's no condoms we can't have sex as opposed to no condoms dot 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 depending on how it went down 
if you didn't clarify, if you didn't, because again, you had an option to get her off in other ways. If you didn't take that route, that kind of sucks, right? It's like, I, I, I would love to know if she did stuff for you. And if you did stuff for her, because it doesn't sound like you did stuff for her. Yeah. So I don't know. But like if you're dating someone and you go back to their place and they don't have condoms, that's not exactly very mature of them. You kind of seem like a bit of an idiot. Oh, I mean, like any number of like you might think you had some or yeah, I know, maybe, but maybe you're not super sexually active. So it's not something or you just got a relationship where you didn't use one. Even then, it's like I would have them on hand. Yes. Obviously, if you're dating, you should have a supply of condoms and you should always like don't wait until you're on your last one because you never know what's going to happen. The second I get down to like my last three or four, I buy another box just in case. Oh, for sure. So it's like it's possible that she either thought you were angling to have sex without a condom, which is a lot what a lot of people do. and It's kind of scummy. I'm imagining that's where it mostly lies with. Uh, Otherwise, they might just be like, really, we're dating. You bring me back to your house. You know, a condom like what are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a very good thing in a way. Because you can literally send her a message and be like, hey, fixed our problem, picked up some condoms, wink, let me know when you're free next week. Like, that's yeah. fun. She's giving you a gigantic opening to to do this. And if her fear is that you were trying to, like, swindle away, like, get, get one over and, like, not do it, it's like you expressly being like, I have condoms, great. You can even be self-deprecating and be like, oh, I fixed my idiotic mistake and now I have condoms, so... Anytime you want to come over, you know, you could be playful with it. You can move on from this. And hey, if she doesn't want to see you again, fuck it. That It's dating. It happens. That's the thing. And now you've learned a valuable lesson to always have condoms on hand. Yes. This is C. McMahon. Is it appropriate for married spouses to spend weekends away with mixed company? Throw away for reasons. My 36-year-old male wife, 32-year-old female, and I have been together for 12 years, married for eight. I trust her very much. However, she is a male co-worker who I have for a long time felt she has an inappropriate relationship with. They refer to each other as their work husband slash wife, which bothers me to no end. As an aside, this is such a regular occurrence on Reddit. Everyone is so upset by people calling people their work husband or work wives. And I don't mm-hmm. get it. Uh, he comes over our house more than her other co-workers, but to be fair, lives very close. I'm also bothered by the way he invests himself in our children. Birthday gifts, candy, etc. Her other co-workers don't do that. Also just discovered she's been driving him to work. That was my most recent discovery, and it set my brain into a tailspin. She's usually very good about telling me why she leaves for work early or gets home late from work, but has stopped telling me why, and has now started staying her late returns and early departures have been the norm forever. But she recently let it slip. He was with her when she stopped for gas. I'm an insecure and jealous person. I know that. So I try very hard to push all that to the side, because I often feel like I may be giving in to those insecurities and behaving irrationally. Today, my wife told me her coworkers want to rent a house for the weekend away together, party, and get fucked up. Like I said, I trust my wife. Getting fucked up is not something she enjoys even remotely. But all the times I voiced my discomfort with our relationship with this co-worker, she told me I'm being unreasonable. I trust her, but I do not trust this man. I do not trust her co-workers to urge anyone to do the right thing, especially if they're fucked up. If it were not for this man being there, I would absolutely be okay with it. So what do you think? Should I tell her I'm okay with it or let her know the idea makes me very uncomfortable? Hmm, this is tough because honestly, I think you should tell her about your your discomfort about it, but I don't know how many times you've talked about it. Right. Like, I know you've said that you, he makes you uncomfortable or whatever in the past, or, or she says he's being unreasonable. So like you have mentioned it before, but I still think that it's better to at least let her know how you feel and be like, Hey, I know I trust you and I know you're not going to do anything, but you know, there is a part of me that, that gets a little insecure and a little jealous of this dude. And I can't help but, you know, assume the worst or worry that 
you know, alcohol is going to make him make a move on you or something. Mm-hmm. Do you trust your wife? Because you're saying she's lying about leaving early and coming home late and gaslighting you and saying she always left that early and came home that late when she didn't, apparently. And like, if you trust her, you trust her. You know what I mean? Unless you think this person is actively like criminally unsafe. It seems like you're just worried that he'll make a pass at her when drunk, in which case, if you trust her, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. It's one of those hard situations where, like, I understand where this guy's coming from because, like, mm-hmm. I think I think everyone's always felt this way about – there's always been one person or, like, sure. you know, circumstances where you're like, I don't like that guy. <laughs> you're yeah. you're not – you're doing something to me that I don't like and you're mm-hmm. you're giving me signals. I get it. And the thing is, it's like if you're with someone you trust and that person is worth your trust, they're not going to do anything about that. And I do, I, I will say, I love the line where he's like, I'm insecure and jealous. I know it. I push him to the side because I feel like I might be giving to the insecurities and behaving irrationally. That's our advice all the time. I love that. I love the fact that he can think about it like that. But at the same time, unfortunately, if you've discussed, if you know you're insecure and jealous, and if you've discussed these things before, there comes a time where you need to get over it. Because if you've had this conversation and she's reassured you and you've said it's okay, I don't know if you can just keep bringing up the same issue over and over again. Mm -hmm. And like, again, by all means, I don't think you should bottle up insecurities and jealousies, especially if you can talk about them healthily, which I'm hoping you guys can, you know, like you can't just keep beating this dead horse unless you're trying to force them to not hang out with this person, which is kind of controlling. So for me, like my worry is that maybe she isn't actively going out of her way to tell you about hanging out with this guy these times because you always overreact. But at the same time, is that good? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I feel like if you trust your wife, it, this doesn't matter. If you don't trust her, then you've got a problem. If she is all of a sudden like staying late at work, I mm-hmm. like I understand where where the seeds of doubt can start creeping in. And, you know, the, the trust might be getting a little little strained. I get it. I understand. Um, So I do think you do need to have like another candid conversation and be like, look, the guy makes me uncomfortable. And it's it's something that I'm really trying to deal with. It's something I'm trying to shake. But I will say, you know, I'm a little uneasy about this weekend. And I've like had this conversation before of being like, I don't trust this person or, Mm -hmm. you know, the way this person acts around you makes me uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a fair thing to tell your partner. I don't think that's a manipulative or anything. Cause like we all feel ways about people, right. And we all get vibes from people and, and some people just rub us the wrong way. And I don't think there's any harm in, in expressing that to your partner because then they are aware of it and they can tailor their behavior around that person mm-hmm. in, in a way. You know what I mean? Like I would, I would operate much differently around someone that my partner's uncomfortable around Yeah, more than I would if I, if I didn't know, if I just assumed they're cool with them, then like, whatever, I'll just business as usual. But if someone says like, you know, if one of my partners tells me, you know, that person makes me nervous or that person, I don't like the way that person interacts with you. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, great. I'm Thank you for telling me. I will be sure to keep that in mind and act accordingly, right? Tailor my interactions with them while we're together. Now, I think they're kind of floating the idea of not letting them go, right? Yeah. And I think that would be a terrible idea because they're all going. Imagine being the one person from work not going and it coming out. It's because of your jealous partner. Mm -hmm. That's going to suck. That's going to suck forever knowing that everyone you work with thinks you're a fucking loser with a shitty partner. And obviously they're not going to be okay with that. It's going to breed resentment between you guys. And I don't think it's fair on them because they're grown ass adults. We talked about earlier on, they should be allowed to have time away with friends, coworkers, etc. So I really don't think that is the way to go. 
I don't think you can go that way. No. And I think it, it also starts the precedent of if they want to do something social, they just won't tell you about it. Mm-hmm. And then that leads yeah. to lying. That leads to manipulation. That leads to more suspicion. And it just it's just a snowball effect that makes the whole whole thing worse. So mm-hmm. I, I agree. also breeds resentment because like you're going to resent not being able to go on this thing or you're going to go anyway and then you resent them for not obeying you. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a clusterfuck. I don't think it's an option unless you really want to just execute your relationship. Yeah. So I think have the conversation, let them know your insecurities, let them know that like you do, you are clocking it, but you felt like it's important to be honest Mm -hmm. and be like, Hey, look, I understand that, you know, I trust you. I understand that I've had this conversation with you before, but like, you know, out of the interest of honesty and communication, I am a little nervous about this weekend. And I, because I, I feel uncomfortable with this guy, but I'm working on it. And You've assured me and I trust you. So by all means, go have fun. You know, I hope you have a great weekend, but I just, you know, I really wanted you, I really wanted to be honest with you and really wanted to let you know how I feel about this. But by all means, I do not want to stop this or or stop you from having a great weekend. And look, this is the shitty truth. If your wife wants to cheat on you, she will cheat on you. She'll do it. Her not going to this party isn't going to be like, damn. That was the one chance. The party doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's not like the only place she's going to get drunk and make that bad decision. No, if she wanted to cheat on you, she will cheat on you. So yeah. forbidding her to go, if she was going to cheat on you, she's still going to do it. If she's not going to, she still wasn't going to, but now she's pissed at you and your relationship sucks. You know what I mean? So it's like, obviously it's a shitty thing to think about, but it's also kind of a relief because there aren't these magical things you have to freak out about. You trust them yeah. or you don't. They're good people or they, they aren't. It's not like you have to be ever vigilant for like the occasional social things that'll make her cheat. It's like they're not the problem. The person is or isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right back on to cheating. This is by East Funny 3863. My wife joked about cheating on me. She was feeling frisky and began touching my crotch. She told me to take my dick out. I told her she'll have to wait until tomorrow, December. It was a no- November joke. That's where she said, keep doing that and I'll find it somewhere else. I told her I didn't appreciate that. She said she was just joking and doesn't understand why I'm so upset. I would never joke about cheating on her. That completely killed the mood, and she was legitimately upset that I didn't move things along. She didn't even apologize, and I don't know whether I was too stern about it. Depending on how you said it, if you just said, hey, I don't appreciate that joke, that's fine. If you got a little weirder about it or aggressive or shitty or or whatever about it, I don't think you've done anything wrong in saying, like, not really the biggest fan of jokes about you finding another dick to to fuck you know like Mm -hmm. i get that i understand and i understand that like she obviously i don't think meant it you know i don't think she was gonna be like okay if you're not gonna fuck me i'll be back in an hour you know like i don't i i just it was a bad joke it was a a, a joke in bad taste and we do it we make bad jokes Mm -hmm. i think you guys handled it fucking poorly or at least yeah you know like uh, in a perfect world she'd be like oh I'm sorry. Obviously, it was just a joke. I love you. It's the only dick for me. Boom. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like sometimes your pride gets hurt and you latch onto something and make it make a mountain out of a molehill. But like the thing is, you you made a joke, too. You said like, oh, you have to wait till December. Like, no, not November joke, which means you're not doing that. So like she replied with a joke of something she's not doing. And yet mm-hmm. did she handle it pristinely? No, it's it's a it's a risky move. Didn't work out. But like, I think. We both, we all know she didn't mean it, right? Unless, again, maybe she was like, if you do that one more time, I will find a dick somewhere else. Yeah, it depends on how she delivered the joke, too. If she was just straight up being like, hey, are you fucking serious right now? 
I'll go find somewhere. I'll, I'll find another dick. You think I can't? I'd be like, whoa. I got dicks on call. <laughs> yeah, right now. I could call someone, get a dick in my mouth. 10 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, I, it just, I feel like you might have gone too far. And again, by all means, set your boundaries. Tell them you don't like jokes about that. But like, I, I assume you don't believe her. And I don't think she did it to be like, it's, she's hardly upset that you made a no, not November joke. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like it's just taking it too far. Yeah. Ego's got bruised and mm-hmm. neither one of you wanted to admit you did something wrong. And it's just one of those things where you just need to sort of be like the bigger person be like, look, we both made really dumb choices. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you weren't going to cheat on me, but I really don't appreciate jokes that imply it. It doesn't make me feel great. And I think if you can't get on board with that, if you don't understand why your partner, why that would make them feel icky. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, I should be able to joke whatever I want. I think you're being a bad partner as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like if this was also just a thing she always jokes about or says, like that's obviously a different issue. You didn't mention that. So I'm hoping that's not the case. But, you know, we all got to be kind here. If that's her, like, you know, sort of like go to response to being like, oh, I'll take the di- I'll, I'll do the dishes in a second. And she's like, you better do them now or I'll find another dick. It's like, OK, yes, <laughs> I understand why you would be annoyed at it. But like now said, it doesn't seem like this is a recurring thing. It seems to be just a, a, a bad joke that that did not land. Yeah, I think that's us for questions. I think so. We can move on over into a quick little bout of Tinders. At the end of the episode, we like to hop onto online dating platforms such as Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. Peruse the profile, see what works, see what doesn't work, and never to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. Just a little. So one of our wonderful listeners who submitted their profile for review a few weeks ago has since listening to the episode gotten a partner from an online dating site. So I don't want to say it was all us, but it was all us. It was us. It was 100% us. You're welcome. (laughs) Hey, if you you did all the questions, I could do all the... I've been enjoying my time on on Facebook dating for this segment. So Uh, let me... I'll close you out with one, although we also might have done it. Okay. So you want to go go last? Okay. This is Njoli. Mom of two. I work nights, so my schedule is messed up. I'm not interested in hooking up. Health isn't the greatest, but I'm still kicking. Shrug emoji. Don't promise me the world, because I'm not going to believe you. Please don't say hi, sexy, because I probably won't message back. Just saying. I fucked up my life for a bit. I became a widow at 30, but I'm 42, and know that I can't be the way I used to be. Like, happy hands emoji. And why do you guys post pictures of yourself on the toilet? Barf emoji. No hoes. Oh, I'm housebroken. Laughing emoji. Are you? Jesus, it just got worse as it went. Right? <laughs> Health's not great, but I'm still kicking. If you sound like you're about to keel over in your dating profile, that's not good for me. Yeah. No, I'm not saying people with health issues. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's fine. You can do that. But, like, still kicking. That that literally sounds like death is imminent. <laughs> you know? that That's worrying for me. Also, like, how, how many people broken? are promising you the world on Facebook dating? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently enough. <laughs> like, hey, sexy, I'm gonna give you the world. Ugh, pass. Like, yeah, what? don't believe you. Oh, also, look, the phrase, I fucked up my life for a bit. Mm-hmm. I became a widow at 30. Yeah, that's no. the thing. It's like you fucking up your life means you did stuff to yourself, or to your life, you know, choices you made. Sure. But then you immediately say, and it sounds linked, that you became a widow. Did you kill your husband? Right. Did you do something to your husband? Like, also, it's like when you meet someone, you don't trauma dump on them. You don't overshare. 
this is you're trauma dumping and oversharing already. I can't imagine what date one is like if this is your profile. Yeah, if this is your opening volley of like my health, terrible. I'm housebroken. Are you? What does that mean? What? Yeah. Am what I does supposed, that mean? Am I supposed to be impressed that you don't pee on the ground at 42? <laughs> like I don't. Like I don't know what that means. Yeah, it's it's all pretty bad. I'm gonna give it a one. I'm sorry. Yeah, same. Uh, this is Vanessa. I'm a prime woman looking for a brain match. If you are a prime man, let's talk. Smiles, mindset, respect. Makes me feel like smiley emoji, sunglass emoji, heart face emoji. I'm here to connect with people. Whether you seek superficiality or just sex, swipe, swipe left. Peace. P.S. Single people only. Whether you seek those things, swipe left? What? Yeah, it's a, I don't think don't think English is their first language. So I oh, think okay. that is... That's fair. Yeah, I, th- I think that what they're saying is, if that's what you're looking for, swipe left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you ever watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I've seen a few episodes, yes. So there's one episode where the character, uh, like Dennis's character, like the one that's insane and creepy, is not not that they're all not that to varying <laughs> degrees, um, but he is specifically insane and creepy when it comes to the opposite gender uh, and dating. He, I think there's an app that rates like lovers and shit, but like he starts getting bad ones because he's the worst and he's just going around being like, I'm a five star man. I'm a five star man. Uh, and that's what prime woman sounds like to me. I like brain match because it sounds like you're going to take my brain. Mm. Or like you want me on standby in case you need to swap your brain out. Right. Yes. Yeah, like I'm a brain transplant donor mm-hmm. situation. It's like, oh, I want an organ donor. Like we need to be a match. I, I want your your prime man brain ready to mm-hmm. be put into my body at any moment so we could become just the prime human. Yeah. But I feel like what age were they again? 32. So by 32, you should already have collected all the people with like blood matches and organ matches in your circle by now, right? Like that's it's weird that she still hasn't gotten her brain match. Look, Vanessa is the doctor. Vanessa's monster is the. <laughs> uh, I don't like this profile. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give that a hard one. I think I'm going to give it a two or a three purely based on how bad the other one was because mm. they're not equally bad, which is like weird because it's not a good profile. And it's just getting a boost because the dying lady was so terrible. Well, hey, let's keep that trend going. Always up for an adventure. This is Tamara, by the way. Mm-hmm. But first things first, red pill or blue pill? Oh, God. I have respect for traditional values. Looking oh, for that top G energy. Top G? What does that mean? That's what... Uh, Andrew Tate calls himself. He's the top G. <laughs> what does that mean? Is it it's top top G? Top G. Okay, like top gangster. I think so. Oh, you know, if you if you a G, you a G, yeah, and he's the top G. There's nothing G about him. Okay, I don't know. Continue. Every interview I've ever seen him, he's been shirtless, and if that's not top G behavior, I don't know what is. Or is it Top Gun? Maybe. Is he Top G Maverick? Oh fuck! If you're the Top G Maverick, are you better than the Top G? Could we be Maybe. Top G Mavericks? Maybe. All right, rate this. I, I've got so many more. I'm That's it? Up. It's so trash. Um, yeah, it's, it's fucking terrible. Like zero. It's it's yeah. also one just because it's as bad as the first one. Actually, you Look, know what? Maybe it's worse. Ooh, it's, zero. Mm. Anyone who's looking for top G energy, anyone who's looking for another Andrew Tate is yeah. bad for yeah. the world. But like yeah. this profile, I think, is either a zero or mm. a 10, depending on who you are <laughs> yeah, if you're a big giant trash bag it'll probably work for you yeah uh, yeah dead one this is yulia 
Julia, Julia, Julia. If my friends had to pick three words to describe me, they would say funny, intelligent, curious, and empathetic. Okay, that <laughs> no, was more than three words. No. But it's fun to break the rules from time to time, right? Uh, okay. I enjoy portrait photography, reading, playing beach volleyball. I'm a pretty active person and enjoy the outdoors. My kiddos are my best friends. If you have a sense of humor, optimism, and generosity, and can assemble IKEA furniture, then we'd be great together. Is that it? Yep. Okay, I was really waiting for you to, like, hit me with, you know, yeah, hit- some bad shit. It is weird that her kids described her in the start of the dating profile. No, if my friends. Oh. Yeah, but then she says her kids are her best friends. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, it's It's fine. I'll give it, like, a seven yeah i think it's a, it's a good one i think yeah. you've got all the information in there i think it's it's a fun sort of like pulling the rug out from under you with the like four words because you're like oh no i was and then just like, about to be like this fucking idiot i yeah. will say actually i'm changing it it's a 10 okay because compared to everything else you've yes. boosted you've you've fucking sandbagged me dane now everything is so good this might be our first 20 just because of how bad my big red flag here is, and this is something I believe strongly in, if you have a hard time with IKEA furniture, <laughs> I am immediately suspicious of you. I feel like that's just a running gag, though, at this point. So I don't... Yeah. When I see maybe. that, I don't actually believe. But I, maybe I should. Yeah. Maybe I should. Last but not least is, is Zayura between two places looking for reliable and real, unvaxxed, and oh. never will be. I work remote, even before the pandemic. I travel enough. <laughs> I enjoy exploring and taking cool pictures of views, animals, and people I care about. I like people who embrace the nerdy and weird sides of me. I am someone who likes honesty, no matter how terrible the truth. Speak Spanish, French, and English, working on others. Thoughtful, kind, and generous individuals only, please. You're not particularly thoughtful, generous, or kind, though, so... <laughs> and also, you like honesty, no matter how terrible the truth is? Seems yeah. to me <laughs> like you don't. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, also, you're probably, uh, I just know, you probably can't travel to a bunch of places. Like, I went to Thailand. It was fucking incredible. You can't do that if you plan on remaining unvaccinated. Well, I wonder if that's why they say I travel enough as a means of being like, <laughs> I don't need to go anywhere else. Yeah. So, like, just, just no. Could be hard. No. no. There's a lot of anti-vaxxers on Facebook dating. A lot of anti-vaxxers. Wild. You want me, to, want me to finish you off now with Redacted? Yes. I don't know if we've done this one. Maybe it's just because I read it. But you tell me. Uh, they say, I used to think clowns smashing cream pie on people's faces was a hilarious prank until I realized that I, too, have been cream pied by clowns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's pretty good. That's a good one. Uh, I don't know if it's a good dating profile. I, it's a funny joke. It's a weird image to put in the mind of your potential lover, but it's very funny. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five because I feel like I would give you a match and sort of like test the waters and see, you know, your situation. I feel like if you're looking for a relationship, it's not a great profile. If you're looking for a one night stand or something casual, maybe like you get that very sexual vibe out and you're funny. So, you know, I'll give it a seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a five because I make it go either way for me, but it's not enough to for me to say no. No, you've just sandbagged me, Dan. So everything is now getting <laughs> boosted. Get it, getting better. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week, friends. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. We love you. We really do. Uh, if, if you'd you, like to support. Oh, 
Oh, I was going to say, if you want to share the love, if you want to send some love back our way, we have a Patreon, and we would love for you to come support us on there. For $3 a month, you can show your your gratitude and support us, and we will you know, use that to maintain our website and our hosting. Uh, for a little bit more, for $7 a month, you will get one extra episode the last day of every month, and you'll also get access to all the other ones we've done, which at this point, we're racking them up. 16 episodes, I think. 16 episodes. That's a lot. That's Locked almost a full a full day of us. Mm-hmm. It's true. If you don't sleep. Actually, it is a full day if you want to get a nice eight hours of sleep. Yep. So there you and go. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? So if you are considering, we would love if you could do that because it helps keep the show going and we love you. Also, if uh, we showed up on your Spotify wrapped, we would love for you to, to send it our way. Tag us on either Instagram or uh, Twitter. And we would we would love to see it because uh, it's always always nice to see those things at the end of the year. Spotify Wrapped is like one of our favorite. It's our little treat to ourselves at the end of the mm-hmm. year to like pat ourselves on the back to to remember that that we're doing this for for people. Yeah, sometimes um, it can feel you can feel very disconnected if you're just talking to your wall in a room. Like I'm not even in the same room as Dane right now. So true. who knows who knows who listens? You know, we see we see the numbers and we're like, oh shit, wow, and it's wonderful. Uh, I will say. If you don't want to tag us publicly, you can always send us screenshots. Uh, feel free to edit anything out of them, and we'll post them ourselves because yeah. we love it. So it's also interesting to see which podcasts we're grouped with up in the top five. You know, it's true. Yeah, if you got that, send it our way. We would love to, and we love you guys. So thank you. Uh, do you have some bad sex writing for us? Actually, I guess we should thank our 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 sweet oh, yeah. musical boy. Thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song "Paper Stars." I'm gonna hit you with a very quick bad sex writing, uh, and this is. Someone I saw someone post this on Twitter, and they said, uh, this is a 100% non-serial killer thing to do. And it was someone who had printed these up and put them all over town with black duct tape. And it reads, okay, ladies, I get it. You don't want a pleasant evening chat. You don't want a gentleman to walk you to your car. You don't want a friendly dude to help you carry your groceries or hold open the door or crush the life out of other men who would do you harm. Fine. Fear the good guys. I guess we'll just have to suffer through watching you get broken over and over by the scum you think you love. But I want you to know it's not easy and it hurts to see you fall. Give the good guys a chance to help you be less afraid of the world. This reminds me of I'm sure you've seen them in Toronto of like the elderly man looking for a woman in in their 50s to go for walks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder if this man has finally had enough of years of putting that sign up on street poles and now he's just like you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> it's his John Wick moment where like he doesn't just want to go for nice kind evening walks. Now he wants to crush the life out of other men. Yeah. That's a wild. And you know the person that said that is in no way capable of crushing the life out of other men. No. Like <laughs> I don't know. It's a wild term. Yeah, guys, don't don't do this. If you need to feel if you feel like you need to make public declarations of how nice of a guy you are, Street pole's probably not the way to do it. Yeah. In my opinion. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Nal Spain. We've been your fuck buddies. <laughs>